MC Productions presents Trash Can Wrestling Federation, the TFC. Now, I've been out here for three straight weeks busting my butt every single week. Because you know with Cowboy Chris Carter, you ain't going to get no slack. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to put in my time. I've been the champ here. I'm the best there ever is. The best there ever was. And you know what? I need to address something. When Billy Zaniac came back and hit me with a steel chair last week, that was a jerk move. He was acting like a little lady. And you know what? I don't deal with that. I'm going to turn you out on the street like the hoe you are. Billy Zaniac, get out here. Oh, 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 he called out the Zanesters. He thinks that the Zanesters was out of bounds. Well, I'll tell you what. I wasn't out of bounds. He was out of bounds. The way he talked about my mother the last round, the way he talked to my sister who was in the crowd, we all saw. We all saw the eyesore that Cowboy Chris was. He didn't live by the Cowboy Code that night. Now let me tell you something. Your mom thought I lived up to my code. I made sure that I put it up right. And let me tell you, Cowboy Chris Carter is a gentleman. Don't worry, I'll call her, buy her some flowers, even take her on a nice date. Heck, I'll even pay. But this is a respect that I get. You're going to hit your new stepdaddy over the head with a steel chair. I'm going to have to take you out to the woodshed and give you the whipping that you deserve, boy. I will never call you stepdaddy. You will never be with my mother, and you will never be with a single woman in this crowd. Isn't that right? I don't even know who taught you how to cut your promos because you freaking suck. You're worse than a wet blanket. I could talk to that wall and give a better promo than you. But I'll see you next week at SummerSlam. I leave my talking to my fists and my 360 slams. I'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Can you believe we're already at 22, episode 22? Please don't sing the Taylor Swift song about being 22. No, no, Lord, no. I'll tell you this much. Everybody that went to that Taylor Swift concert in Dallas, like, I knew so many people that went to that daggum thing. I was like, I didn't think y'all liked her that much, and y'all spent that much on tickets? Jeez. Here's the thing, man, and I guess maybe it's because I've never been somewhere that I've just been. I understand getting excited. I understand whatever it is that you're into, whether it's football, a concert, wrestling, whatever. I'm a wrestling fan myself. I understand getting excited. But crying at a concert, man, I don't understand that. And then what's-her-face broke up with her boyfriend, and then people are all sad and stuff. This isn't what fries my donuts, but I'm saying it, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's uh, it's it's pretty pretty crazy. But, uh, but yeah, we're excited everybody's here. Uh, for our 22nd episode here and i want to give a shout out to all of our uh, faithful listeners our a1 since day ones and then also our folks who have been picking up here lately we've been really uh gaining some steam haven't we lately chris yeah we have and i know that we'll probably talk about it at the end but next week will be our 75th episode of uh us doing this that that just blows my mind that we've been doing 75 of these and we're only 25 away from 100, which is a big deal. It's like already. It's like, man, that was quick. Um, time just be going by real real fast, I'm just saying. You know what they say? Time flies when you're having fun. But speaking of fun, I think we're ready to jump into 
the show. So our first segment is the old fashioned donut, and that's a story from our past. And Micah, I'm gonna let you introduce it. So yeah, we were uh, we're gonna talk this week about our fun times working in church. So we had talked in previous episodes about being ushers and also some of the other things that we had to do around the church, but we never really talked about being a part of the tech team. Now, being a part of the tech team was, I would say that was probably the highlights of going to church for myself, probably because it was a lot of hanging out with Chris, and um, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. The main thing that we did was we put the broadcast out for the church, and this was a pretty state-of-the-art thing at the time, um, it was, we had five different cameras around the whole sanctuary and literally we would put out, um, you know, a live stream essentially on our website before the whole YouTube live stream became a thing and all this. I mean, we're talking 10, 15 years ago we were doing this. And so we were, and this is just one aspect we'll talk about, but this is just the first one here. Um, so it was in this little room in the back. And it was kind of behind the the actual sanctuary and everything. And I remember how I got into it personally was my good buddy Chris had been doing it for a while. And he had been by himself because the guy who was running the thing, um, we had talked about him in previous episodes. What did we call him? Timbo Slice. Did we call him Timbo Slice? I just wanted to make sure. So, yeah, old Timbo Slice was running the thing. But I remember he was, like, out of town for a few weeks or something like that. So there was, you know, it was just going to be Chris. And you got to think, my boy here was, what What was it? You were probably, what, 13, 14? Or were you a little older than that? It was probably around 15 that I started doing it. And so it was, so I was about 14. And so Chris was like, yeah, come back here with me. And I remember my first reaction was like, will I get in trouble? It's like, nah. And next thing you know, I just started going back there and started volunteering and doing that and... Um, started filming the service, and I'd tell you this much, I learned a lot about technical skills, and uh, it really sharpened kind of um, our senses together. What did you think of it, Chris? Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I mean, it was a great time just to hang out. Uh, well, we were actually working, and like Micah said, we were doing live stream before live stream was actually a thing. Now, every church uh, in America has a live stream, pretty much. Uh, but let's get to the fun stuff. Part of the perks of being on the live stream team in the back was during the sermon, uh, you get you got to get crowd shots, and during worship, you got to see what the what the crowd was doing. So you were basically the eye in the sky. And I don't know, as a fifteen year old, it was kind of cool because you got to spy on people. Nothing like gross or perverse or anything like that. It was just out of curiosity. You know, they're already in public, right? So it's one of those things to where it was already something we had to do because when the preacher was talking. You know, just like any good telecast or anything you see of, like, preaching and stuff, you always have good crowd shots of somebody writing something down or when he says something major, you know, they clap or something like that. So you always have to get these shots, like, ahead of time. So we're always looking for these things. You would find the most crazy things that would happen in the background or around the person that you're looking. I don't know. that, And then... Also, people you would know, you'd be like, oh, what are they doing? What are they What are they doing right now? Oh, they ain't paying attention. Oh, I'll let me give you the first guy. Now, this guy, we'll call him Luke. And during worship time, Luke liked to, and he was an older man. He was probably 45. And during Luke, uh, during worship, Luke liked to play the air drums. And he would literally start uh, banging the air with his hands. 
uh, to the beat of, of the worship song. He was playing the air. Horribly off rhythm. Horribly off rhythm. Like it wasn't to the two. It wasn't like if he was sitting behind the drums, he'd be banging the drums right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, he just wanted to play the air drums. And it wasn't like he was doing it to look cool or to be funny. He legitimately was just feeling himself. And so we would always get shots. We would never put the shots. Like you could preview the shots, but we would never put the shot like live or anything it was just for our own entertainment so there were five cameras four of them manually you could have them operated and then there was one that was like on the outside that you actually had a person so we could control four of them so we would always have one on luke and just kind of watch how he was doing in worship i also i think i remember seeing a couple of like you could tell when couples had been fighting and they were in church but they were like silently fighting and you could tell people would be mad or they would just be like talking at each other and you could tell they were really mad. So that was kind of fun to see sometimes. I think the craziest time that I remember seeing, at least from that instance, is we had zoomed into somebody on the balcony. <clears throat> and if you remember from previous um, episodes, we had like a two-tiered balcony essentially in this church. So we had zoomed into somebody on the balcony and they were writing um, like notes or something. And it was these two ladies behind them that caught our attention and it was because they started, like at first they were kind of sitting there just kind of goofing off. And the next thing you know, they started bringing out like baby toys. And they started bringing out like these baby toys and we're going, what in the heck is going on? Because, you know, our church has a nursery. We didn't see any babies around, but we're trying to zoom in to see, okay, is there a baby in the seat? Is there a baby somewhere in there? And then we come to find out, nah, it just appeared like these two ladies are just playing with baby toys. Like they were just in their own hands and i mean they were kind of just messing around with these baby toys in the middle of a church service i i would sometimes i would pan the crowd and if there was like a certain girl that i liked, i would see if she was there i'd be like oh yeah this is where she's sitting so i need to know when i need to leave back here so i can go talk to her after church like nothing weird or crazy it was just like oh yeah so and so jennifer's here this week and i'm gonna go talk to jennifer i know where she's sitting i'd be like oh and then you could see, like, also, too, people would pick their nose at the worst times. People would just do the weirdest stuff. And it was interesting always to see. And then, too, it was interesting because the camera, one of the cameras that we showed uh, had, it was, like, right above the pulpit. So we could see the pastor's notes, and we could zoom in on him. We'd be like, oh, yeah, where is he at in the sermon? Okay, he's almost done. He's almost done. He's about to wrap it up. I don't know if you could tell. I'm, I'm sure if you were sitting there and knew what to look for, you'd probably see that big boom camera going down, yee, 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 and you know, looking down towards that. Um, but, no, we had, we had some good times. Um, they probably shouldn't have let us back there by ourselves for the most part, but, hey, it is what it is. I think one of the coolest things that happened was, um, <clears throat> so you could technically run it with one person, right? But there was a station, I'll call them stations, but there was two different spots you can be at. One was, it was a little joystick and it had the different cameras that you could select. And essentially you can move the cameras based on that joystick and it had a little zoom control and all this other stuff. On the other end, it was a fader. So if you ever know what a fader is, um, it's changing shots. Right, so technically you can do all in one, but it is extremely hard to do both at the same time to where you're changing the shots because you could be fading and panning at the same time, which 
I'll put it to you this way. As two 15-year-olds screwing around at this stuff, we tried all sorts of crazy shots. I remember we tried all, all sorts of stuff. We were like, I saw this at TV the other day. Maybe we should try this. I remember there was one where we like zoomed in, rolling right, but we were zooming out at the same time. And, you know, we were doing all this. Ah, oh, it was crazy. We, we would try some really crazy stuff. The only, and I'll close with this. I know that's the number one lie that a pastor tells to you is I'll close with this. But I'm serious. So I remember that there at the end of the service one Sunday, it was we lived or went to more of, I guess, a Pentecostal church and it was a little bit more free. So I remember at the end of the service, they were having like this big worship, like celebration song and everything. And I remember uh, Timbo Slice being like, yeah, change out some of the graphics that you could put on there. I remember that, like there were these balloons that you could show like coming down to wipe to the next uh, shot. And I remember I tried those balloons and like confetti and stuff. It was very cheesy looking, but we thought it was cool at the time. I mean, this was like 2008, 2009. So cheesy was great. These were like the beginnings of filters and things like that. So we were like, ooh, that looks nice. And this was like extremely expensive technology at the time. Like this was, they spent a lot of money on that at the time. But yeah, that was pretty fun. Fun times. Yeah, it was, it was fun times. I mean, they basically gave us the keys to the church without giving us the keys. They just let us do, oh yeah, y'all can do whatever. It was like, we were pretty much almost staff kids without being staff kids. Pretty much. We had the run of the mill. We did, I mean, I think it's one of those trade-offs. It's like, we make y'all do pretty much everything else. We should give you access to everything pretty much. But yeah, man. So you, uh, you ready to move on to our next segment, which is our jelly donut. Who is that private pile? Sir, jelly donut, sir. A jelly donut. Yeah, man. I got some interesting stories for you guys today. So are you ready for the first one? Yeah. What's up? All right. This one comes from your favorite city in Texas, Austin, Texas. Oh boy. All right. So a man posed as a campaign volunteer in order to break into a house. Oh boy. I could see that in Austin happening. So in Austin, a man posed as a Beto O'Rourke's. And if you don't know who Beto O'Rourke is, he was a guy that tried to run for governor, uh, in the state of Texas. Uh, he, and then for president, yeah, he posed, a man posed as a Beto O'Rourke campaign volunteer in order to break into a house, and he stole a popsicle. The news reports <laughs> that a neighbor questioned James, who was 28, and when she saw the man lo- loitering on the porch, uh, James was wearing a black Beto O'Rourke t-shirt and implied that he was campaigning for Beto for president. A few minutes later, another woman arrived home to find James in her kitchen holding the wrapper of a frozen treat he had just gotten from the freezer james was charged with burglary also admitted to rifling through a wallet and attempting to hack an ipad those are the most random things that he tried to do so he just kind of gave up and was like i guess popsicle or what what? he's probably just hungry he's probably stone probably was like oh i want some uh some popsicles there are some crazy drugs in austin crazy stuff little little cali anyways all right this didn't end in an arrest, but it is a story from a police officer, uh, and it's kind of funny. So, a pair of hikers called 911 to report that an animal had been following and growling at them, so they had taken refuge by climbing a tree. A park police officer arrived, uh, and they he found the couple flinching at the source of the threatening noise. So... Turns out they did an investigation, and the noise was the sound of cars passing over rumble strips on a nearby road. The lost hikers were reassured by the officer oh, that boy. the unknown can be scary. 
So, man, they called 911 and thought and they thought it was an animal, but turns out it was just a uh, just cars passing by. I guess they just put these rumble strips in because wouldn't you be used to that if you had uh, heard that a lot before? I guess so, but I also think maybe these people weren't too bright either. All right, this next one. This happened in Georgia. All right, a 28-year-old wanted to rob a golden pantry, which I think is like a golden corral. And while he waited to be alone with the cashier, he filled out a job application. The problem was he wrote down his real information on the application, including his uncle's number. Needless to say, it didn't take long to find him after he robbed the place. So he literally filled out a job application and then robbed the place. Yeah, and you know, this sounds similar to the one we had said a few, uh, one a few episodes back where somebody had robbed the place and then went back and was like, can I fill out a job application? My thing is, don't try to get a job the place you just robbed. Like, how dumb can you be? You know, like, just, you, you stay away from there as far away as you possibly can, you know? Yeah, that's exactly true. All right, this next one, it's not funny, but it kind of is funny. So, uh, a two guys tried to rob an Amish couple. So, two young guys were in a pickup truck on a back road, and they stopped a Amish couple who were on a date. They stopped them. They were in a buggy, like horse and carriage and everything. And they told the couple, they said, give me all your money. Uh, the Amish didn't have any money, so but they did have a good memory, and they told the cops a license plate number. So... Man, could you imagine they tried to rob old Jedediah on a date? And he said, I ain't got no cash, man. He's like, I ain't got no money on me. It's like, literally, I was going to, you know, take her to the neighbor's field for dinner. Like, <laughs> Man, that's crazy. All right, two more. Um, So this guy said that his friend was studying law, and one of her cases was a guy who shoplifted about $500 worth of clothes from North Face. On the day of his trial, the guy came into his trial wearing nothing but North Face products. How dumb can you be? You know, you might as well just plead guilty, 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 and just be done with it, you know? All right, I'm pretty sure you've heard of this one. This comes from our favorite state, Florida. Yep, so police arrested well, a homeless woman for dancing in a vulgar manner in front of a school bus with children. Apparently, she was twerking. Uh, and they arrested her for disorderly conduct, and they she was yelling profanities at the school bus. The incident occurred only a month after police arrested another person for twerking outside of an Orlando bar. So it's like, ooh, that's nasty. Ain't nobody want to see that. Jerry, Jerry. It's like some of the stuff you see on Jerry Spring. It's like, I want to see that. Nobody want to see that. It's like, what possessed her to start twerking in front of a school bus? Full of She's like, y'all have... kids gonna learn an anatomy lesson today. Could you imagine if your kid came home after riding the bus and then uh, said that some lady was twerking in front of the bus? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. That would be a crazy story to come home with. Yeah, I I go volunteer at the school for lunch duty. And sometimes the kids tell me the funniest stuff. And this kid was like, I want to ride the bus. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, how do you feel about that? He's like, well, I'm going to start next week. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I hope I get a get into a fight on the bus i was like dude <laughs> and then he tells me like he tells me he's like yeah i train and do M mma and i was like well save your fighting for your mma class i was like don't get into any fights on the bus dude like don't get into any fights S side note 
that was actually so when I was in elementary school there was um like I lived really close to the elementary school so I didn't really need to ride the bus but all my friends were like oh you should ride the bus cuz the bus driver is really cool and that was one of the things was she would let some of the kids fight and throw down and she wouldn't do nothing and um but I, I never wanted to actually like get into a fight it was just funny watching the fights but that's hilarious that the kid was like, I, I just want to get into a fight. I mean, honestly, man, like third graders, how much damage are they going to do to each other? Probably not. The, it's probably just going to be a little shoving match, maybe a couple punches. Like, I don't I mean, I'm like, sometimes you got to let the kids fight it out. I'm old school that way. But I know. And, and that was how my bus driver was, too. She was an old she was an old lady. Her name was Miss Tina. And she'd just be like, she would let them duke it out for a few minutes and then wait till they tired it out and. And, which was like 30 seconds you know it'd be like 30 seconds they tire her out and she's like all right now get back to y'all seats and you know because even elementary schoolers even if you fight in one minute they're gonna be friends in there but yeah that's all the jail report stories i got for you man cool stuff man it's always interesting that segment so i think we got the next segment which is the donut hole yeah the donut hole what you got for the donut hole my man it's your week uh-oh. Don't worry, buddy. I'm not going to make you play a game or get you back for the geography Are you going to talk week. about Mario? Yeah, man. I'm going to talk about Mario. Mario, if you don't have kids or you do have kids, you've probably heard of it. It's the hottest movie out right now, to be honest with you, and I'm going to review it. And if you haven't seen it yet, you should definitely take your kids to go see it because it's really, really good. Did you know that there was an original live-action Mario like in 1993 or something? It was horrible. I didn't know there was... Yeah, I didn't know about it, so it probably was horrible. Just like the live-action Flintstones was terrible, but continue. Yeah, it was horrible, but man, this one was really, really good. So basically, the storyline and premise is, is that Bowser is taking over these worlds, and he's finally got the coveted star, and he's got the star, and he's coming to invade Peach's uh, homeland. And he wants to marry her because he's in love with Peaches. Mario and Luigi are actually in Brooklyn, New York. They're actually in New York and they talk with like New York accents. And it's funny because they're, they have quit their jobs and they're trying to start their own plumbing business. And part of the way that they do that is they make a commercial and they have the Italian, Italian voices. So they go like, it's a me, a Mario. Like they do it as a way to like poke fun at the gimmick. And so they're trying really hard, but their family doesn't even believe in them. And they kind of think that Mario is just kind of like this failure. Um, and then Mario and Luigi go to like, uh, I think fix like the city's plumbing or something. And they get sucked into a warp pipe. And Mario and Luigi actually end up getting split up. Uh, and then Mario gets to Peach's world. Apparently there's like six different worlds or something like that. And they're all connected and so mario's trying to find his brother and peaches is trying to stop bowser from overtaking uh her kingdom but it was really good man because they like tied in all the mario video games together it was like really really cool like they made references to uh luigi's mansion uh super mario odyssey smash bros uh mario kart i mean there's like a whole scene like the basically the whole donkey kong world is uh a whole Mario Kart where they just make carts and it was cool. They referenced the Donkey Kong game game. Uh, man, it was really, really good. Normally with kids movies, there's always like some kind of uh, agenda or political agenda. They're trying to force down your throat. This time there wasn't man. Like it was just a good 
feel-good movie. It was a normal kids movie. Mario Kart was always my favorite, so they had references to Mario Kart, and I'm sure they probably did some Mario Kart, maybe not like racing, but like driving around Mario Kart-wise. Oh, yeah, because like when they're trying to battle... um, When they're trying to battle uh bowser's army they're like driving around and trying to escape and they eventually hit rainbow road and so that's kind of where they tie that in at um they didn't make any really they made a little bit of a reference to yoshi there was no wario or waluigi or daisy in it but i think they're gonna make a second one that's what i was gonna say do you think they're just keeping that open so that they can make sequels and then bring them all in at a certain point yeah they they Opened it up for a sequel, uh, for sure, man. And Jack Black was great as Bowser. I mean, Jack Black is Jack Black, and he was perfect for that role. Chris Pratt was good in his role. Um, so, I mean, it was really just a good movie from beginning to end. It's funny. Uh, the funny part about it is Mario actually hates uh, mushrooms, like, which is kind of funny. Like, in real life, like he's like, oh, mushrooms, like, take those off my plate. But then he has to eat mushrooms to, like, power up. That's funny. That's funny as mess. <laughs> yeah, man. They it was so they make little jokes like that, and then didn't you say being from New York, they kind of uh, I don't know, you know, they kind of bust each other's chops. Yeah. So like one of the scenes is like they're going home after work, and it's like the traditional Italian family where they're all sitting together and eating like the spaghetti and the pasta, and like the dad's there, the grandpa's there. And they're all buzzed in Mario. Like, hey, Mario, did you do your plum business again? And they're, it's it's like a typical New York family. It's funny to hear Mario with the New York accent. Uh, it's really funny, man. I love people from New York. People from New York are great. They're just so colorful, man. They are so colorful. But yeah, if you have not gone to see the Mario movie yet, or you haven't taken your kids, man, take your kids. I'm sure they've been begging you. Uh, it, it, they planned out the release of this movie perfectly because they're not competing with any other movie right now. Yeah, there's really nothing else going on movie-wise right now. They beat John Wick Chapter 4, but, I mean, there really wasn't too much. I mean, the only thing really that's coming out in the next few months is the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which is, like, the big one. And then there's a couple Disney kid movies coming out during the summer. But other than that, they released it at the perfect time. Yeah, breaking all the cash money. Got that right. Yeah, I would go see it again for sure. So go go check it out. Yeah, it might actually be one that I go see. Yeah, I know you'll probably wait till it comes out like on Peacock or... Yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. I'm trying to get out more, but I don't know. We'll, we'll try theaters, but we'll see what happens. Well, we are going to move into our next segment, which is what fries my donuts. And buddy, what fries your donuts? <laughs> People harassing people in customer service roles. I've seen this too much lately. Now, I will say this. Since the pandemic, customer service has kind of taken a nosedive when it comes to people. I feel like there's definitely people that had to work during the pandemic. And what I mean by that didn't get the luxury of working from home. I think that they definitely have a chip on their shoulder and a little bit more frustrated. So the customer service has lacked a little bit. However, all that being said... These people are in extremely difficult roles, especially customer service now is probably some of the absolute hardest things that you have to go through, especially you think about like restaurants. You know, when I worked in the restaurant industry, there wasn't anything like Uber Eats or anything like that. So literally all you had to worry about is we had a drive through and we had, you know, our customers that were dining. So you had two avenues to work on. But now you have to literally get 
you know, you're taking orders from not only the drive-through, the dine-in, but also from, you know, orders that are coming in. Trust me, I've seen other Uber drivers. Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, some of these Uber drivers are really rude. They won't say nothing to these people. They'll just kind of shove a phone in their face and... You know, you have to, you know, the person has to read the name. It's kind of a rude experience. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like there's a lot of people, and especially I've seen a lot of videos, and this is, uh, of course, you know, I like planes and stuff like that, but a lot of the times these customer service folks that work for the airlines, I feel the most sorry for them because, you know, in the event that weather happens or something goes on that's like out of their control, they're getting yelled at, and I'm talking like they're getting chewed out, they're getting Karen to the max for for something that is way out of their control. Like they, you know, they didn't get up there with the weather antenna and go, oh, it's going to be thunderstormy today and we're going to cancel all your flights. And let me tell you this too, most people in customer service roles, even if you haven't worked one, I'll just let you know this, people are not there because they're like, oh, I dream of being an airline customer service representative. I guarantee you that. Literally, they are there because they have to make a paycheck for their family to eat. That's literally what it's for. So don't be a jerk. They're trying their best. They're trying to work. And, you know, if they're rude, it's because they've got a line of 45 people behind them that are angry that they're not getting to their final destination tonight. And that's just one example, but that's all I'm saying. It's just people harass people that are in customer service all the time, and it drives me nuts because it's like these people are just trying to do their jobs. There's a reason that they're upset. Even if they're not being 100% fantastic to you, you know, understand the position that they're in as well. They're just human. Yeah, I know how it is, and you know how it is. But when someone is like goes off on you and uh, is rude to you in customer service, man, that really does affect you. Like I've seen people like, you know, it, it just ruins the person in customer services day. Like they're trying their best, especially if they're short staffed. And we've gotten to the age where, we think that we are kings and queens, and if it doesn't happen on our time, we have the power to shut everything down. I mean, we literally have everything at the access of our fingertips. Like, we live better than most kings do, uh, or even did back in the day, and we act like everybody is our servant. And I think that is, like, one negative thing that came out of the pandemic is everybody is so self-centered. Everybody is so self-focused, and man, they think that, oh, if I'm not happy, I should get a refund. Everybody's so entitled to, uh, they think, oh, if this didn't go right, I should get a refund kind of a thing. And we live in that culture of entitlement. Um, and you've seen the videos, too, of like people throwing food at the McDonald's employees. Throwing drinks back into the drive through window because they got the order wrong. You know, my thing is, you see all this stuff. And these people still have to work the rest of the day covered in Sprite. It's not like the boss is going to tell them to go home. You know what I mean? I've worked in those roles. They don't tell you to go home. They say, oh, well, that sucks. And you got to keep working through that. They got to be nasty and sticky for the rest of their shift because you got the wrong drink and decided you want to take it out on them. And the thing is, is a lot of the times you, they have to take it. And I think that's what people know. People know that they have to take it because as soon as a customer service or food worker whoever it is pops off or pops back that person gets fired for popping just retaliating back or being in defense of themselves back and so i've seen it so many times man where people are just so rude but if you're rude back to them then they're like oh well that person needs to get fired and it's like you wouldn't even talk to your own family members that way like if somebody did that to your family member you'd be fighting and it's like that's somebody's family family member that's somebody's that's somebody's you know, daughter that's somebody's son that's somebody's grandkids you know that's somebody's 
you know, even in some of the cases where somebody's, um, you know, in some cases, it, it could be your mom or your grandmother. That's I mean, I've been through the McDonald's window, and it's like, dang, that's, that lady's like my grandma's age. You know what I mean? And so it's just one of those things of all these people have lives. All these people have things going on, and, you know, really it's trivial to be getting mad over something so small. And most of the time it is super small. I mean, you hear about, we talked about some of these jail reports, people calling the police on, you know, Burger King and stuff because they got the order wrong. Is it really that big of a deal? Seriously, is it that big of a deal? Even if they don't make it right, just don't go back. Exactly, man. I heard one guy say this, and it kind of it irritated me. He was like, man, he was like, I wouldn't want to be one of those people working at the gas station or a McDonald's but I'm sure glad that they're there when I have to go at 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, that's kind of a bad attitude to have. It's like, those people are not below you. Those people are not, uh, those, those people have lives and they're just trying their best to make a living, man. And I, I think that's what I got so frustrated about. And anytime I'm, I'm at a, whether, you know, you mentioned Uber Eats, like me and you used to do Uber Eats, um, and pick up or whether I'm like getting something at, a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, I always try to say, like, thank you, I appreciate you. Like, I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate it. Kind of a thing. It's like, that goes a long way. Like, and they don't hear it that much. I'll tell you that much. People in customer service don't hear that that much. Most of the time, it's negative stuff if they hear anything, sort of feedback-wise. Exactly. So be kind. Be kind to people when you're going out. You don't know what's going on in their lives. They may have just found out that their mom had cancer. or They might have just found out that their husband's leaving and now they got to work a second job just to put food on the table. Like you never know what's going on in these people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, that's what fries my donuts. I just don't like it when people harass, you know, people in customer service largely because, you know, most of it is out of their control. Even if the person in customer service is rude, like Chris is saying, there could be other outside factors. Now, if they go after you, it's something else, but most of the time, you know, even if they're a little rude, something's probably going on with them, you know? So, but um, on to our next segment, which is more happy stuff. It's our mystery donut, which is an improv segment. So, Chris, we have a game this week. We're going to be playing Fortunately Unfortunately. Oh, my favorite game. Yeah, that's my favorite, too. Um, All right, man. So, the first one, let's, let's do the first one at a fast food restaurant. Oh, okay. How fitting. Yeah, how fitting. I'll start it. Fortunately, I got everything off the dollar menu, so I didn't break the bank. Unfortunately, they are all out of hamburgers, and you came to a hamburger spot. Fortunately, I'm okay with just eating chicken nuggets and ice cream for dinner. Unfortunately, the chicken nuggets have been left out a little bit too long, so they've gotten Ebola and salmonella. Fortunately, I was able to prove that court so now i get to sue them unfortunately you get a ban from that fast food restaurant so you can never eat there ever again because you sued them fortunately since i got ebola from them i didn't want to eat there in the first place unfortunately you are gonna lose a lot of that money due to legal fees fortunately there's a secondary lawsuit in place that'll get all that money back unfortunately this just seems like a revolving door at this point because you're still gonna have to pay legal fees fortunately i'm still coming out on the good end and all my medical bills are paid and i got a little chunk of change out the deal unfortunately 
you didn't take Dave Ramsey, so you don't know how to manage your money right. Fortunately, a man doesn't need to go through Dave Ramsey to understand money. That man doesn't understand money himself. Unfortunately, unless you do, you'll be ostracized by a lot of the evangelical community. Fortunately, I don't give two craps about what people think about me. Unfortunately, that's your problem. You don't give enough craps about what people think about you. Okay, I have no clue where to go from there. <coughs> so we can go to the next one. All right. Next one, at the mechanic shop. All right, at the mechanic shop. Go for it. Fortunately, I have the warranty, so this should, shouldn't break my bank. Unfortunately, the warranty expired three months ago. Fortunately, it's just a battery issue, so it's not that expensive. Unfortunately, they found a deeper electrical issue, and so it will cost more money. Fortunately, because I took Dave Ramsey, I built up my emergency fund. Unfortunately, since his ideals are 20 years old, it didn't really matter in this day and age, and you're still broke as a joke. Fortunately, I had a little nest egg that nobody knew about. Unfortunately, you found out that your ex-wife blew it. Fortunately... I took... Ah, oh, dang it. You stumped me on that one. <laughs> stumped me on that one. <laughs> Alright, so you ready for the last one? Uh, yes, I am. Alright, for this scenario, I'm thinking at a gun range. Fortunately, the safety was on, so when I pulled the trigger, nothing happened. Unfortunately, you didn't bring hearing protection, so your hearing's gonna be really messed up. Fortunately, I didn't have any hearing in the first place, so no hearing to lose. Unfortunately, your lack of hearing is a danger to everybody around you at this gun range. Fortunately, being disabled in this country is not a bad thing, thanks to the Equal Opportunities Act. Unfortunately, it is a bad thing because you might kill all of us because of your negligence. Fortunately, my eyes are double better since I don't have good hearing, and so my eyes compensate and I am actually safe. Unfortunately, that logic doesn't hold up because you just said that you pulled the trigger and luckily the safety was on, thank God. Fortunately, people are allowed to make mistakes. Unfortunately, playing with somebody's life and guns is not a mistake, it's a liability. <laughs> Fortunately, in the South, it is fine. It is fine. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter if you're the south or the north or whatever, my life being in jeopardy does not make it okay. Fortunately, I only had three beers, so I'm seeing pretty straight at this point. Unfortunately, you're about to lose a friend because he's about to go home because he's not going to be around your ne negligent and endangered. Fortunately, would you like a beer? Unfortunately, we're not friends anymore because I can't trust you with to be around guns. Well, there's nothing fortunate about losing that as a friendship, so I guess it's over. It's all good. It's all good. All right, man. We're going to move into our eclair, which is our positive advice, and I'll kick us off. Man, one thing that I'm kind of learning is uh, learning how to delegate, and that's really, really hard for me because uh, I'm like, man, I want to be a hard worker. I want to do things. Um, it's hard for me to let things go. Uh, but when you delegate stuff to people, it frees you up to do things only that you can do well, right? So uh, they may, there may be things on your plate that you need to pass off to somebody else in order to free you up to do other things. So everything you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. So it, are the things in your life uh, that you're saying yes to, uh, the things that you want to be doing, or the things that you're good at? And so this is something that I'm learning really, really uh, it's it's hard for me to give up and to delegate right now, but I'm learning how to delegate and to 
pass things off. And when you pass things off, you're helping build more leaders and you're uh, not just adding, but you're multiplying. Yeah, heck yeah. It is hard. It is hard to delegate, especially when you know that you're the person that can get it done the best in your mind. Um, I don't trust anybody like I trust myself, as bad as that is to say. But it's it's true, especially when it comes to work. Um, my eclair for this week <clears throat> is the importance of not doing things in a frantic state of mind. And what I mean by that is when you get really tired, when you get really overworked, it's really easy to get overwhelmed by the tasks that are on your list, right? There's a lot of tasks, and there will always be tasks on your list. Um, there will always be things that need to be done. And I don't know, you your eyes can get weary, right? You can literally get to the point where... All you see is the things on the list and go, I just got to get to the next thing. I just got to get to the next thing. I just got to get to the next thing. But you miss steps during the things that you're trying to work on in the present. And so the important, uh, the importance that I'm trying to push here is fresh eyes after rest. Rest is really, really, really important in those times. It's really important to identify when you are over your limit or when you are over your edge of okay, here's my threshold, and man, um, I'm in a frantic state of mind, and I need to really slow down, at least even if it's for a few minutes. I'm not talking about going and taking a full-on nap. I'm talking about sometimes, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I've been having, and I work in IT, so this is incredibly frustrating for me. I had a, an instance where my laptop has been really giving me some problems, and it's been this particular file. I won't go into this big thing, but it's been a two-week ordeal, and it's really been frustrating for me. And, you know, today I was working on it. And every time I've been working on it, I've been really, really tired. And I've already been in a pretty bad state of mind. I've already been kind of exhausted and tired. And when I started working on it today, I said, no, I'm not in the right state of mind. I need to stop. I need to literally rest and then come back at it with some fresh eyes. And I kid you not, when I did that, it took me five minutes and I was able to see clearly what needed to be done in order to fix it. It's because every other time that I tried to fix it, it was just a task on the list and it got buried in the amount of overwhelm that I was in at the moment. So all that to say this, come at things with a fresh mind. If you're in that frantic state, try to grasp that and try to understand that. Try to rest through it so that you can see clearly on the other side. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. All right, well, hey, tvtrashcan.com tvtrashcan.com go check it out like us share us comment tell your friends uh all about us tell your neighbors tell your kids because we got everybody out here but you got anything else you want to add now nah, man we can take this total box out to the trash can all right well i'm chris and i'm michael and this is the total box podcast let's get on out of here